<laughs> Here we go. It's back to winter in Cleveland. Uh, in case you thought it was over, it's not. Fuck you. I'm back. The uh, it was summer last week. It was summer last week. It was warmer in Cleveland. It was in Miami when I was down there. So you have that. Uh, so on a frosty cold podcast, Hoffer did of course ride the snow ruckus in. No, he did. <laughs> the snuckus. The snuckus. <laughs> the frosty ruckus. I see. He doesn't have shorts on. So no, no, he's not wearing shorts. I that, that's how you know shit's real. Uh, to my left is Johnny Mac. To his left, Pete Hefley. To his left, Dustin. To his left, Daddy Chrome. And to his left, Steve Hofford. And of course, your humble narrative, Phil Waters. Uh, we're going to see if we can burn this entire podcast before Christmas shows up. The, uh, <laughs> no, if he shows up, he shows up. That's great. But. I'll add the snore track and post. Yeah. We have to talk really fast like chipmunks. So, anyway, <laughs> remember that time we forgot we to hit the record button and we, we had to do the whole thing over again? Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Don't ever don't ever accidentally forget to hit the record button and have to do your entire podcast over again. Now, now you have me looking at the you display. Will, you will forget it. Okay, it's ticking away. It's We're still good. It's ticking away. All right. plugged in. Is it going to die on us? No, I put brand new batteries in it. So, today I sold my blue Honda CB4. 400F Super Sport, nice. the English one. So it was a, it was an English import. There was a, a guy that I used to race with who brought this thing over from England, and uh, go and figure. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, you could buy one here. It's kind of dumb to bring a CB400F Super Sport over from England if there's no shortage in them here. Yeah, why wouldn't you bring a British bike? Yeah, right. Bring something you can't get here. Right. Right. He wanted and the blue. Well, they were, the blues were available here, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, the blues were here, too. It was red, blue, or yellow, and then maroons <laughs> at the very end. And this one was a 75. And what made the bike interesting is that um, he and I did a motor rebuild together on the bike, according to the Pops Yoshimura book from wow. Honda that was released back back in the day when Honda was saying, when Honda Race Team was saying that they were sneaking an extra five or six horsepower out of this motor just by using a different cam, which is Pops <coughs> Yoshimura cam, and a slightly different way of building the motor and timing the motor and adjusting the valves. And so he and I built this motor to that spec, and we did not use one single piece of Honda factory hardware when we put the bike back together. We used stainless and socket heads, Allen heads, on the entire bike. So no cheesy screws, no cheesy bolts. So it was along the lines of 400 or 500 fasteners that got swapped out for good quality. So I've had this bike for quite a while, and I was kind of sad to let it go. Um, the video that we have on our YouTube of the bike being ridden is actually Mark McDermott ripping it up and down the street. Oh, so the, dirt. Yeah, yeah, that's our video on our website of that bike being ridden. Hmm. So the guy came in today and paid full hard cash for it, $3,250. Nice. So if anybody wants to know what a CB400F in good nick, you know, original paint, not perfect, you know, a little patina here and there, but 10-year-old tires that desperately need replacing because they're a little little drywall, a little shot, little uh, dry rot. But yeah, otherwise a really good bike, thirty-two fifty. That's apparently what they're going for. Hmm. I'd put it up at four grand, and that's where the negotiations went. So, Where's he from? Where'd it go to? Uh, he's from down by Akron, so he's in. Uh, so fairly local. So he's close. Yeah, fairly local. And he's been bird dogging it for a while. He's restored a couple of Hondas, record, restored a couple of CBs, and uh, listens to the podcast, and saw that we had this thing up on our used bikes page and came up and got it. And nice. I've been getting crazy interest over those CB750s. Oh, okay. Oh, There's, uh, <laughs> last week, not very often you see an ad for four really nice, <laughs> yeah. stock yeah. original yeah. CB750. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say last... Those. Especially, the, the, yeah. especially the green ones and then the blue one. Which yeah, is, I think the green ones, I put those through college already. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I last week <laughs> Phil was in Florida, so I was running the shop, and there was no less than three guys that came in that swore to God they at one point in their life owned one of those bikes, yeah, and they were combing over them, looking, writing down VIN numbers. They were just going crazy over them. Meanwhile, like, the one bike came from Lexington, Kentucky, and the other one came from Marietta. So the odds are kind of slim. They did make a lot of those. What is that color called? That tealish green color. The Freedom seven, green metallic. Is that what it is? Freedom green metallic. Freedom green metallic. <laughs> well, I knew he would know. Yeah. Well, I had yeah. one, so yeah. that's why I know. Yeah. Sounds like a Harley metallic. color. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a very made in America color. Freedom green metallic. I don't know what the, the proper vernacular for the blue is. That I don't either. It's not. It, it looks like a Bonaco blue. It's got that kind of... It's a very lively blue. But the green is definitely a more of an aquamarine, kind of like a turquoise-colored green. That's probably one of my favorite Honda greens. Yeah, it's a really good uh, color. And I we, do like, I really like the green on the old uh, CB350 green. That's called Bacchus green. Bacchus green? Yeah, Bacchus yeah green. that's... So that, that Bacchus is, green metallic is a beautiful color. It ended up on the CB350Fs. Mm-hmm. It ended up on a lot of the Hondas. And it's gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's it, that's beautiful. Good. Beautiful color. Yeah, such a good color. And Honda did pull off some, <clears throat> some stunning stuff. Suzuki had that weird purple on the water buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> they had it like, they had like a, yeah, and Super they had like bright. a, it might as yeah. well have been pink. Yeah. It totally might as well have been pink. And then they had an acid green as well that was equally annoying. <laughs> the, the RV I sold you, <laughs> that's an interesting color. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the road bikes had like, a yeah. little more metallic sheen yeah. to them, though. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, they were. They very, liked a lot of the metallic stuff. There was gold, and there was. They remind me of those like kitty rides at the fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little more, you a little more the flake in them, you know, like a bass boat or something, and then you'd have yeah. a kitty ride. A lot of Hot Wheels cars came in the same. Right, colors. just a product yeah. of the time. Didn't they have know? a light blue too for the water buffalo? I think they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Very, very metallic. Yeah, the GT series also had the same basic. Sure, basic colors. color palette. But I think we just remember them on the water buffalo. The, this year we had a motorcycle show at the shop here, and a guy showed up on one of those pink, purple, whatever you want to call it, chartreuse. Uh, pinkle. Pinkle, yeah. He showed up on one of those water buffaloes. Chartreuse. Yeah. Running in the full Eleven long-haired friends of Jesus uh, on a yeah. chartreuse microbus. Got a little kettle. Way to go, C.W. McCall. <laughs> I'll call you on that. <laughs> you going to sing the other convoy, too? <laughs> Where they went across the Sea of Japan? Break a breaker, ducky. Convoy Part Two. The uh, we'll bring out all of Chris Christopherson's favorites. Oh. <laughs> Him and Jesse Coulter just make you want to die. The uh, was that that was not the uh, convoy truck on Walking Dead. I looked very closely at the pictures, and they must have. Do you know how you know the difference? I was looking at the, oh, like not, the undercarriage. And not like convoy. The, the <coughs> smoking the band. Smoking the band yeah. truck. So yeah, yeah. Band well, the, one or band the one on Walking Dead was a 53-footer. Right. And it was 102 wide because right. you can tell how far the, the axles sit under the edge of the trailer. I see. That's a trucker. Me, I yeah. just said, no, this doesn't look right. The, Hob- bit, yeah. <laughs> the Hobbs trailer they used in the movie was a 40-footer. Right. It was only 96 wide. That, the axle set right out the edge. And, it's and it super was a 40-footer, short. and the mural didn't fill up the whole 40 feet. So if you look at the movie for... Smokey and the Bandit. The mural's shy. Yeah. The mural's shy. The mural's eight feet. real shy yeah. on the on the Walking Dead. <laughs> the Walking one. Dead one is like they they they. Uh, Were they trying to pull it off that it was the actual truck? So. Eh, it was an homage. They were making a nod. Look, they film in Atlanta, yeah. and where is supposedly yeah, the Bandit from? He's from Atlanta, so 
Like, like it was that. a good. It was. It's a part of good like Atlanta history. It was just an interesting little piece of set design that they threw. That I did. I did roll it back and I watched it from the overhead. And it makes probably shot. people think, oh, don't tell me they rolled that off the back lot. Nah, and, you know that's no. been sitting around for all these years. Well, from the crane shot, if you catch it, there's like two frames where they give you a bit of a overhead, and you can see the Trans Am. So there's a the the eighteen wheeler, the trailers in the ditch on the southbound side of the road, and the Trans Am's on the ditch on the northbound oh, side. Oh, I didn't of the road. notice I that. Was yep. So if you take Hello. a second, you can hey. look at it. Hey, Christmas! It's, it's very Christmas. <laughs> Chris, you want my meat in your mouth, Smith? Well, oh then. my goodness. <laughs> The, uh, so we go from talking about unicorn motorcycles to unicorn I just, movie I'm, vehicles. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was just recently up, and I, I had to make that. I'll take this one. Right on. Right right on. shitty one. I'm going to take a high chair. Are you really? Okay. The high chair. Cool. We're going to move some chairs around, people. So don't, uh, well, don't well, get Well, somebody's up. Uh, we're, we're playing musical <laughs> chairs. Beer fish. break. I'm not going to comment on I that. Have had fish. No, I had good. <laughs> All kinds of fish. You I had fish? I had to go get fish fry for my mother-in-law. Where'd you go? I had a fish sandwich and clam chowder for lunch. Oh, well, he's today. fucking Catholics. I forgot. Oh I man. Had, went to the fish fry to get the fish oh. fry combo for my mother-in-law. Came home to scallop. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> nice. So I yeah. had beef with a side of beef sandwich and beef I probably buns. smell a little bit like the side entrance of the West Side Market. <laughs> Toughest forty days of the year for me. It is. No coffee and no alcohol. Nobody made you do that except you. I know. Yep. I gave up pork and donuts. I gave really? up religion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good start. We're keeping this going for a while. It's been working great. Yeah, yeah for 40 yeah. years. Yep. Mm-hmm. 44. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I'm not even a real You can lent or re lent or whatever it is you like to do. I, I get drunk, yeah. fart, yeah. swear, yeah. and. For me, it's just an exercise. Have a lot of sex. Which I, that's what I that's generally what I do don't ever do. <clears throat> Ooh, that's going to be a slushy. You'll like this. M- Mrs. Smith has me give up. there. Has me giving up pussy for a lunch. Oh, so. come on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That one's not going to go. you got to tap it. Yeah, there you go. Just lightly. Now, Jesus <laughs> Christ, way to get away from yourself. Fuck, dude. No, you better jump Get it, get it, get it. Yeah. You don't come on that strong and not be ready to chase it down. Jump on it. Better snorkel on it. Shit, man. And then look at it's turning right now. Crystal so what he just did was a frozen uh, high life slushy. Um, you make a terrible really world, Chris. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> really, man. He's Slam like, it and then just look at it. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, damn! Get on that thing. You're letting it run down your chest. It's an eruption. <laughs> what do I do with it now? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, he could just put it all over his chest. Good thing I showed up. You guys had a boring podcast. <laughs> I know. Right? We were just talking about. We were just talking about trucks. What are you stuff. waiting for? The Italian foreplay? <laughs> Get out. No, yeah. the snore track wasn't wasn't in the background no. this time. You know, I didn't, I didn't get past day. two play. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, oh, God. He poured one out for Chaos. a dead homie. The, uh, so it's got an ice plug at the top is what I was showing you. The ice plug? It's like the mucus plug? The ice plug. Oh, the, uh, yeah, come on. I've, uh, I, I birthed a child. I, I know what the uh, mucus uh, plug is. That must have hurt. <laughs> it was the well, first rectal birth ever. I, I caught the child. Right. <laughs> but the, the mucus plug comes asshole, first. Damn, they told me yeah. if I went there, and then, wouldn't and then be following the child comes a tidal wave. Is that Pilsergwell in a can? Yes, sir. Holy, <laughs> now I've never seen that. I yeah. thought that was a uh, Texas tea or something. <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like Arizona iced tea. <laughs> Arizona iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> the right well, color. Uh, throwback cans, are the different designs for. Oh, okay. Over the years. Well done. Yeah. Well, that's something. Pilsergwell in a can. 
So what do you think of these motorcycles that are getting rarer? Well, we were talking about rarer and rarer and rarer. So tonight's homework project was think about motorcycles that have essentially gone obsolete, or what you like to call a unicorn or a dinosaur or whatever. But uh, the first one, now this is Buell. I mean, Buell is admitted, I think it's the third or fourth swing, but it's now official that even the company that purchased Buell... You know, the liquidating company that purchased Buell. Are they coming back again? No, they've, they've now finally said it's over. We, All right. and, we give up. <clears throat> right. And I think, Eric, stop. Well, you know what I think it is, is I think they wanted to take the, at least they paid for, I think they had paid for booth space at the motorcycle show. And so they wanted to let it go until at least the motorcycle circuit, show circuit had run its course. In case maybe... <clears throat> And all the opportunity to meet those people, you came across one philanthropic idiot that wanted to be like, sure, I'll take a shot at that. You know, and it's, you know, like they say, Ducati's never had lack of an Italian billionaire wanting to lose a bunch of money to be the new owner of Ducati. And there are plenty of companies that survive just on capital and future. MD, uh, MD Augusta and yeah. people like that are like, they can't be making money. But, <laughs> well, I mean, they. they they're in the column of gone. Yeah. Okay. So in the column of gone, there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like owning a sports team. I don't think some sports teams don't really make that much money, but you're just paying the, for the privilege of owning them and right. managing exactly. them. Exactly. And, and you like might, this. and it might be losing money. It might be a great yeah. way for you to lose. It's the right team to ten million. The right town to talk about that in. It depends. Tax what, carry forward. Depends right. what kind of sports team you own too, because if you're if you own uh, uh, a baseball team. You know, baseball teams that do well make a shit ton of money. Wow. But in the NFL, the money is its more of a, like a, it's a, pool. a socialist yeah. thing. The money is distributed evenly amongst the teams. Yeah. And the teams that did the worst get the chance to pick people to do, do the best. Right. And via the, 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 the draft, you get yeah. first round. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you know, if you're well, <clears throat> I'll just say our our, our our very own right. Cleveland Browns. Oh, I was going to say we yeah. should be the greatest team in history. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah we get the greatest draft picks every year to suck. <clears throat> There's the, uh, always that person that buys Buell, and there's always that person that picks the draft picks for the Browns. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. so that's, that's basically it, it. It comes down to do you have a good uh, management structure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess there's actually like a whole thing in the draft picks is if, if they're looking through everyone and they're sorry, I'm, I'm, we've completely derailed. I apologize. And you're talking to people who don't give a fuck about yeah. yeah. So or they wouldn't be listening to our well, podcast. Steve's you know, and, and honestly, I don't give tickets. a fuck about it either. Right. So I so just stop talking. If you had a free ticket for one free, <laughs> if you had a free ticket for one free Buell. Right. What would your what would your Buell to put in your collection and keep? Oh, okay, I get a free Buell. Uh-huh. I'll take this U- Ulysses. Cyclone. Yeah. Ulysses. Ulysses. I've always liked the Ulysses, and I wanted to own a Ulysses. Now you can own a Ulysses for four grand or less. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll be the guy that says Buell Blast. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can have your choice. Look, you guys, and you're looking at Zeros has a Ulysses too. Oh yeah, he said that's right. He wants to. Yeah, that's right. He might trade in. And that's a real thing. I mean, just in America, you got to think about in the past, you know, how many years we, we've, you know, victory's gone now. That's it. So the, the thing with Buell though is, the guys that want a Harley motor, they want a Harley motorcycle wrapped around it. They don't want a. That's true. They don't want a sport <laughs> yeah. bike. They don't want a Ulysses Adventure Tour. They want right. they want a, a cruiser. For the past a several years, 
It's an interesting idea, but I just don't think there was the customer base right. to support it. Mm-hmm. A guy that wanted a sport bike, he went and bought a Japanese sport bike. Right. He, he wasn't buying a sport bike with a Harley engine in it. And I've owned several, and I've, I've, owned, I've owned a couple of Cyclones, and I'll be the first to admit, I, did, I had a, a very, very pathetic sport bike, or I had a very, very fun Sportster. <laughs> Yeah. But it wasn't great at either one. It was not a sportster. It was not. A, it, it was not effective at being a sportster, and it was completely not effective as being a sport bike. But it was a concept that was kind of like, look, it's an American sporting motorcycle that's not the worst thing in the world. And but I don't know. I chased you down on that bike. I mean, they were fun. They were, they were fun. fun. They were a fun motorcycle. It's something you should run against, like a British bike or something. Maybe, like yeah. Like yeah, you know, right. like against a Thruxton or right. something. Right. It like wasn't that. a revy motor. It wasn't a spinny motor. You couldn't right. do ten thousand RPM with it. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't need attack. You know, it just was. Mm-hmm. A, it was a freaking Sportster motor. It was a twelve hundred Sportster. I do remember the night we left yeah. ZZ's Big Top, and I chased you down, yeah. Jay Cox, right, on that bike on yeah. a CB three fifty, right, full tuck, doing about a hundred miles an hour, yeah. And you were pulling away from me in third gear. And I would do that to every CB350 I found. But yeah. I did not try that same trick against CBR600s. You almost jumped the, tra- <laughs> yeah. you almost jumped the tracks. Yeah. yeah, well, there was a little light going over the tracks. But, yeah, but yeah you, you choose your battles well when you're on a Buell. You know, when somebody comes up on $50,000 ass jewelry, now it's a time to be like, hey, you want to run your Harley against my Sportster? You know, that kind of thing. It was a choose-your-battles motorcycle. It really was. Um, Going back in time, looking at it, going, well, would you do it? Would you buy the right price, the right price, the right bike? You know, this this Bulisys shows up, and it's got 4,200 miles on it, and it's just fucking <clears throat> clean as a whistle. Are you still thinking, like, I can I can support this bike in parts for the next six years? I well, can own this thing cheap. That bike had a lot of nice bolt-on parts, too, though. Well, my the, bike did. My yeah, bike did. Yeah, my your bike, bike, the exhaust, was a, everything. Race team. That was, yeah. a, that was a race team mule. It had, so, it had the... Uh, well, the, I couldn't afford to build another one. The hiring kit. Yeah, it was raised up. It was. If I tried to buy just like a $3,000 M2 Cyclone, that was $4,000, $5,000 worth <clears> of goodies on that bike. So... And that's why I sold the bike, and that's why I bought it back again, and that's why I sold it again. And then it still comes; it still darkens our shop door here. You know, <laughs> it just comes back in worse condition every time it comes back. Yeah, this last guy that's got it. It's not treating it right. No. Yeah, that bike. That bike never looked that bad the whole time I owned it. Now it's starting to get all banged up. The uh, uh, it was in once, and Joe Joe came in and saw it. And oh, I really? Think he almost cried. I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy who spent too much money building it that way. Yeah, he's the guy who spent the four thousand dollars on a three thousand dollar bike. What, what did, did he end up buying? What's that? What did he end up buying? Agrito. Agrito, okay. Yeah. yeah. Good and choice. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and right. a V7. And a V7. Did he buy a Cali or is he just no, he's thinking it? He's about talking it. about it. He's really talking about it. If he could sell his V7, he'd buy a Cali. Uh, yeah. That that might be the generation to have, though, if you were going to. Because the collector starter pack. Yep. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> Welcome to Moto Guzzi. That generation of Buell yeah. shares the most parts with the Sportster. Yes, it does. The M2 Cyclone is by far... The, the next generation right. where the Bulisys comes keep walking in, further away. there's a lot of differences in the basic yeah. engine where Definitely. the 1203 yep. Cyclone, the last one that <clears throat> whatever the hell. I'd say that you could own a Cyclone without absolutely no Buell support whatsoever. Yes, yeah, theoretically, that one that's the same as the Sportster yeah. engine, that generation, yeah. 
You don't really need Buell parts. To What's going to be specialized? Right. Bearings? Whereas when you get into a Buell anyway. or anything else, you are going to need that stuff. You're going to need a little bit of support. So, and with victories, you know, how long, how long do we feel that the support for the victory product is going to be around? It does not have 30 years of Harley Davidson Sportster behind it. Oh God, we're going to be seeing a lot of victories we in our future. We're going to be seeing a lot of those. <laughs> we're going to be seeing a ton of those. And there's this whole new run of the. Um, 1125 <clears throat> Buell Cafe racers that are being sold out again. And the Super Sports. Oh, the 1125R was a, Yeah, that's a totally different. Rotex? Rotex design, yeah, yeah. that's it. I yeah, it's a Rotex. I guess yeah. the thing is okay, so you buy, you either have or you decide, I'm going to go for a deep discount on a victory. Right. Well, theoretically, you could buy that victory. And if you don't crash it, you don't right. beat it, you don't do anything to destroy it. Right. You could just maybe get it. twenty, thirty, forty thousand miles on it. it, just driving it, changing hey, the oil, doing the like way those motors are built from an engineering standpoint. Yeah. They go. I think you could probably go a hundred on that. Be very reliable. So I mean, they, it's very automotive it, bottom end. It's nothing crash. like the other. Take any toys. model of BMW <laughs> and say they're never going to. Don't make need bodywork. They're crash. never going to make this BMW again. Right. Well, why wouldn't you still own it? Because and that's what the conundrum comes down to. Do you, does anybody here remember the motorcycles called MZs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So MZ Augusta? No. No, that's, no, that's MV. 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 M- oh, MZ oh. was a. This G- is from a different Axis power. Was that a German or an Austrian? <laughs> is, it, is it from the Germans? Yeah, it's German. Yeah. Austrians, yeah. But the MZ is the uh, Austrians. Now, didn't not MZ the two strokers? Are you talking about like the MZ? Well, the later, two-stroke? well, the first ones were, but the later well, ones well, were maybe all I'm thinking the CZs too. The CZs, CZs were two strokers. That's Czechoslovakia. That's a CZ. Dirt but bikes. The, the mm. MZs were at the latest part of the game. The <clears> people who were importing them in here in the United States, those were all Rotax motors. Those were all 500 cc Rotax motors. They were very sound. They were very Rotaxy. And they were high up. That's not a verb. <laughs> Rotaxi. No, it's, it's, it's an adjective. Here's what Rotaxi means. And anybody who's ever owned a Rotax will tell you. It means when they're working great, they're fucking fantastic. But when they're broken, they just became very expensive. And every Rotax I've ever lost a belt on or had anything else mechanically go, it's not fix it on the side of the road. It is when it's operating correctly. It's operating so well they use them in ultralight airplanes to keep people from dying. <coughs> when they're broken, they are totally fucking broken. So we get a new one. Well, Pretty yeah, much. They had to, I had to do one. That's of why my, you can buy ATK BMW dirt bikes for fifty bucks. Rotax engine in the F six fifty. That's what I had. <laughs> yeah, the and car, the, the but, but they BMW redesigned the head for it. They right. had their own head. Yeah, a different head. And then. Um, and I can't remember if those were Rotaxes. Were those Rotax-inspired Kimco motors, or were they actually Rotax motors? After 2005, they were Rotax-inspired Kimco so motors. Prior, prior to 2005, they were Rotax. Correct. They were proper Austrian Rotaxes. Yep. Yeah. So I think the MZ was a German bike with an Austrian motor, if I'm not mistaken. The MZ? I can't remember. I can't yeah, remember if it was sure a German exactly. name or an Austrian name. I thought it was the other way around. Oh, yeah? Because I think the Rotax motor is Austrian, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yes. Okay, so is the MZ... The MZ bike, is it Austrian or is it German? That's a good question. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. We could look it up. We have Wikipedia. We, have Wikipedia. we all have Google in but our the, palms. Uh, I think that, I think MZ <clears throat> may have taken its last gasp of air in like 2013 and very quietly slipped off this mortal coil, uh, unless you're one of the guys holding stock in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's yeah. worthless stuff. Yeah, well, they they well, went away here in America. You couldn't buy one, I don't think, after two uh, thousand. Well, that's what I was just going to wow. say. I'm like, and yeah. that bike would have been rare to begin with. It yes. would have been ultra rare. Well, and they made the MZ Scorpion that I thought was one of. I thought it was a very attractive bike, 
They made an MZ Clubman TT that was a very attractive bike. Um, if you guys ever want to Google any of these things, MZ had a U.S. distributor that was uh, trying to prove that they could uh, that they could sell the least number of motorcycles possible in a year and still be a U.S. distributor. <laughs> and it was they very do? they didn't do so good. I think that Auto House or whatever that guy is down in Cincinnati that used to be a BMW dealer. Well, that was louder than I wanted. Yeah, to well, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mot- MZ stands for Motorrad und, und zwei. zwei Radwerk. Right, motorcycle and two wheel works. Wow. Is what it translates as. It is German, though. It is It is German. Okay, it is yeah. Deutsch. The, uh, the, but yeah, I think that Len down in Cincinnati was a dealer. And that's the fucking nearest dealer I can think of. And they were cool bikes. I, and I occasionally will see one pop up. And I'm always going, mm, 2200 bucks. How bad could it hurt? <laughs> How bad of a mistake? It's got, it's got 3,000 miles on it. It certainly won't be the worst $2,200 exactly. spent. It's a Rotax. <laughs> it's a fucking Rotax-powered, lightweight, standard motorcycle. Come on. Just follow my rule. Yeah. Buy two. <laughs> of everything, yeah. That's what That's I, a good I way buy to approach two of everything. It. Buy two no. of everything. Get a pair and a spare, yeah. I mean, I like that. The, look up any of them. Just look up any of the motorcycle. Oh, God fuck sakes. Sake. <clears throat> Sorry, all, man. And that's how we all got tuberculosis. Cut. Take it back. <laughs> we got to rewind it. Yeah. Get... But, yeah, you look up any MZ bikes. They're all fairly attractive in a Teutonic way. <laughs> You know, I just remember the older the older two strokes with the huge fins. That's what I square cut yeah. fins. That's exactly what I reminds think me, of. kind of reminds me of an old Mako. Oh, it engine. reminds me of a spiral <laughs> sliced ham. <laughs> eventually, eventually, at the middle of that spiral slicing is a bone, and that would be the two fifty cc cylinder in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the there's Starburst so fin ones. What were the Starburst heads? They were. They might have been Rota- <laughs> Rayco- uh, I'm sorry, Rotaxes or Makos. Factory use them. Yeah. No, they were the... They were fins that looked like star. They looked like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might have been Mako. I don't know if the factory... It was definitely that something that... Like the CZ, CZ the, maybe. Yeah. That was, the one CZ I really liked. Yeah. It was that weird off-road, like, IDSD CZ was really cool. Yeah, where the where you could literally, like, you could slice meat using the cooling fins <laughs> yeah. of the motor. Yeah, that, was, so that so became long. a popular yeah. thing in American Supercross and that, and yeah. off-road, yeah. and even in the aftermarket. Uh, Emler was one of the companies, yeah. DG... They all made radial, crazy heads. radial, oh, radial yeah. fin gold. Yeah, Remember DG fin. gold heads? That's right. Yeah, you can that was on your RD and stuff. Yep, that's yep. right. Oh, that was my eight, maximum eighty four ATC two fifty R. That was wow. like the MC one thousand. Had to get that head. Yeah, the MC one thousand. <clears throat> yeah, Amazing. They made some good looking motorcycles, you know? and it was German, and they weren't very expensive, and they didn't hold their value, so you could buy them three years old, cheap. And everyone I've ever ridden has that been looks fantastic. like a hawk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the scorpion, Wait, I think. you've yeah. ridden MZs? I have ridden MZs, plural. A friend of mine down in uh, Cincinnati has one and let me ride it. Okay. I was quite fond of it. Um, I rode another one down in the Blue Ridge Parkway. Okay. Uh, it was orange. See, this is the, this is the thing <clears> I think whatever of model you say that MZ. One I like that MZ. Oh. Yeah. That, uh, I like the headlight on <laughs> that MZ. All three yeah. of them. I like the tits on it. Right. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of MZ. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah look at that so brick. That motor is a fucking <laughs> brick. It's piston ported and pi- it's like piston ported intake and piston ported exhaust. Oh yeah! In fact, the exhaust Hello. looks like it might be rotary <laughs> That's exhaust. Right. I, das ist verboten. Das ist the rotary <laughs> might the exhaust might be coming out of the bottom of the case. <laughs> but do you? Would you even? I gotta go to the restroom. Oh, you, <laughs> not with my phone. Let me borrow your phone. But would you buy it? Would you buy a fifteen or twenty year old motorcycle that was limited production, limited car. run like that? I mean, I've had people give me the same question mark. 
about fucking Royal Enfield. I wouldn't have bought it when it was in production, let alone out of production. <laughs> ah, so there you go. Uh, I'd right, buy anything. The, right, you're going to buy whatever it is, and you'll buy You're by curious. You'll buy it just because you're curious. B-U-I curious. The, uh, that's my thing. Is like There are a lot of bikes I'm very intrigued by, but I'm participating in the world's greatest purge right now. And you, I think it's healthy. The, the purge is mm-hmm. the purge feels pretty good. I think Cambodia was the world's greatest purge, wasn't it? Have you, have you looked around yourself right now? <laughs> there are more about there are more Italians going on the block There's, right now. You'd think you'd think a major. Uh, you better be careful. You're going to depress yeah, the market. Is, I've never. No, seen. that that yeah, Scott this, Highland Scott Highland is officially deemed. Phil Waters has his own OPEC in the scooter market. <laughs> He's controlling whoever quote, controls the spice controls the universe. And uh, I'm a, and this I'm, is an Irish neighborhood, so be I careful. have devalued. Apparently, I have controlled the market for vintage scooters this year. But I did really quickly, like when you were posting some of these yeah. things up. I was going on like eBay and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like, oh, we're you know, can you buy a P two hundred on right. eBay? Can you buy this? Can you buy none of these? There are no listings to compare them to. No. That sounds like a good time to be selling. Your it's truck. a good time to be selling, and people, I'm not putting prices up on any of these bikes. <clears throat> and uh, if you want to know the price, you get a call, and the. The crybaby poopy pantsers out there of the world. Nobody could come back and say, well, I could get that same bike on right. eBay for X number of dollars. Exactly. There's one up there buying it. Well, there are plenty of people, because everybody has that send button on their Facebook um, post button. There are plenty of people like, well, why didn't you, you know, you should post the prices. I want to know the prices. I want to know the prices. And call me and make an offer. But if you won't call me and make an offer, don't you dare get on and post that I'm making a dick move by not putting the prices up. I'll take one on deck. Yeah, okay. What do you want the prices? What do you want the The interesting thing is, so far, every single person who's contacted me and made an offer has bought a bike. Wham. So there. So the prices must be right. Be careful. Be ready. Right, be ready to buy one. Ask your wife before you call. Adam bought two. (laughs) Adam bought bought back his TWN Contessa. So he bought it back at twice what he sold it to me for. And then in the process of... But that's two that, decades later, probably. probably I've been storing years. it for almost twenty years, yeah. And then so uh, that's just appreciation. Right. That's, that's just, yeah. But then um, I keep posting things. So he bought this one. Okay. Yeah. So he bought that. So he he not only bought one, he bought two, and he ended up buying this one for less than people said it should have sold for. So good for him. Yeah. Rock on. And you know. I like the basket on that one. Yeah, the basket, the leg shield that's basket's cool. pretty cool on the old Lambretta. So this week is going to be all like. I'm going to be taking all these Vespas if they don't sell this weekend with all these foreign people coming in, you know, out-of-towners coming in to buy them. If they don't, whatever doesn't sell this weekend is getting posted on eBay this week. And then within 10 days, they're all going to be, there will be something with all these bikes. And then we start the week after that doing the exact same procedure, but with Japanese motorcycles. So we're doing everything that we did with scooters, but we're doing it with vintage motorcycles. Can I get the pre-bid list? No, that's you're looking at the pre-bid list. You've been to my garage. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever thought that there was a, a bike in my collection you might have kind of sort of wanted, this would be a very good time to put an offer in. You have yeah. any CB three fifties left? Yeah, oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course Maybe I have more CB. Four, four cylinders. Oh, F's. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I gave him all the sparky. You know, so, yeah. John doesn't go to get a beer. He, he, bring, get, he brings a six pack. Six pack. Six beers. <laughs> so I guess that's really what it comes down to is Rare oddball bikes. Is it worth getting into them, or is it just better to stay the fuck away? Depending, I think it depends too on your it totally level depends. skill. Right. 
Oh my god, yeah. If you don't have any skill oh, yeah. in repairing anything, then you should stay away from them. Fair game. Well, yeah, and, yeah that's a given. Cause and how rare and how oddball the bike is. So. The guy that bought the CB400F today, second question after he paid me the money for the bike was... <clears throat> after he paid you the money. Yeah, yeah. What was the first question? Uh, the first question was, would I, how much was I willing to drop on the price? It was the first question. Well, I think yeah. so, after you bought the bike. But then, that was the first question. And then that all happened. I think that the second question was, can we lie about the taxes? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, um, not while you're standing in my, like, half a million dollar business, we can't lie about it. No, 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 no. We don't lie about the taxes around here. Right. Wink, never. wink, nudge, nudge, never, never. say anymore. Right. Cannot do that. Yeah, can't do that. So that was the first question was, ooh. <laughs> Phil got the money shot. Wow. Man. Oh, goodness. And then the second question You know, was, you, you should buy him dinner first. After that was, you were a could we work on it? Could we service it for him? <clears throat> and here's a technique that you guys, if you guys ever want to sell a motorcycle, <clears throat> if you're ever thinking about selling your motorcycle. We could. Bah! We could sell motorcycles. It, right? <laughs> Will we work on it? I'll tell you guys a technique <laughs> that'll save you a lot of time and energy. Wait for the, money. the customer <laughs> to try to make you lie. Because they're going to do it. They're going to do it every time. And they're going to cleverly disguise it. And you're not going to recognize it at first. They're going to ask you what's wrong with the bike. And I know that you do this and I do this. We will tell you everything that's wrong with the bike. We will, we will hide nothing. Because it's not worth our trouble to hide something. And then play this like trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube game once money's starting to change hands. Or a week later or two weeks later and the guy comes back to you and everything. We want to make sure you know everything so you can't even suggest that we didn't tell you about it. So once you I'm do I'm going to tell you everything that's wrong with it, yeah. and then you're going to say, well, with all that, I'm still going to ask the same price. But that's I right. knew all that. I've already established that. Yeah. So here's the hook, and here's how, to, here's how to spot the trap if you're selling something. It'll look a lot like this. All right. So thanks for describing the bike to me. That's kick-ass. I'm here in person. I'm looking at the bike in person. We're going through the whole thing. Now... So what you're saying is, all I got to do to make this bike run is clean the carbs and pop in a battery. Stop that fucker right now. (laughs) Stop him. He's lying. He's not lying. He's making you lie. He's setting you up to go, yeah. Don't say yeah. Yesterday you told this guy he's got to clean the gas tank. Yesterday you told this guy he should probably (laughs) de-seize the front brake. Yesterday you told this guy he should... Pull all the spark plugs and soak down the cylinders for a couple of days. Yesterday, you told this guy he should pull the rack of carbs and clean them all out correctly. Yesterday, you told this guy he should drop the oil and put a new filter in. You told him all this shit yesterday, and he's trying to minimize it and get it down into this little tiny package that says, so you're saying I should clean the carbs and put some fresh gas in it, and it'll fire up and not be a problem. Plus all the other things. He's trying to trap you. He's trying to get you to say, yeah, don't say yeah. Don't. Say, remember what I told you yesterday? Because the deal's over now. He bought the fucking bike. Now he's looking, trying to get put you <clears> in a position where when he realizes later, two months from now or three months from now, that he's in over his head and he can't handle the purchase he just made, he's going to make you the asshole and say, you told me all I had to do was clean the carbs. And I'm going to say, I did no such thing. I told you exactly what This bike's been in storage for five years. We have a whole podcast about how to bring a bike out of storage for five years. And it isn't just clean the fucking carb and put gas in it and hit the fucking start button. Then you have the buyer's remorse. Of course. And then you have 
I mean, you're right. People get it in over their head. It's bright, shiny object then, syndrome. I just mm-hmm. bought something. I'm scared. What did I do? Holy shit, how do I justify it? I just spent thirty-two fifty on a fucking 45-year-old motorcycle or some nonsense. What the fuck am I going to tell my old lady? Well, you get it home, and the first thing somebody says, you spent how much on that? Oh, that's my favorite oh. thing is when you get backseat coached from your buddy. Oh, what? Whoa, 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 what? Whoa, I'm sorry. You just spent thirty-two fifty. It doesn't even run. On a non-running Japanese motorcycle from 1975. What, are you, you kidding me? Are you fucking crazy? Bucks. I saw one of those on Craigslist for 1900 bucks. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I sold one of those three years ago for 1200 bucks, and it was in the same condition that's in. Oh, shit, you need to go and get your money back from that asshole right now. Good luck. And then the phone call comes in. I just bought this bike from you four days ago. My friend says I paid too much. I'm going to tell you, I don't have the balls to make that phone call. Or I have too many balls to make that phone call. I have never called back anybody I bought a bike from, ever. Ever. You know why? I, I bought it. Right. If I fucked up... Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's on me. me. It's me. It's me. It's totally me. It's always <clears throat> me. I'm the one who made the purchase. I have bought bikes that locked up solid within 15 minutes after buying them and realized that I got fucked. Realized that I just took... Oh, what? Uh, the sawdust. Oh. The sawdust on sawdust for so long. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I have to say, I've been very lucky. Yeah. I've been yeah. very lucky. I've been very fortunate. Well, you're so careful I, I, about what you buy. I'm very careful about what I buy, but I've also buy bikes. I, I rarely buy a bike that's running. So what do you really know about a bike if it's that's not true. running when you buy Your it? Your expectations are pretty low. I only had one bike that was like, meh, but I didn't pay a lot of money for it, but the tranny was messed up, and I ended up just bun again. Yeah. So I, I, oh, those trannies. Well, you know. They get a little less <coughs> When you ride it down the road and it starts going, <laughs> gah, 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 gah. Wow. And, you, and then you figure out why the chain was broken off. <laughs> yep, that sounds like a Hodaka I used to have. You throw it like gear, that all the time. First gear is great, and then as soon as you put it into second, it just started locking, intermittently locking up the back oh, wheel. Shit. Like, oh, That'll blow your chain up real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah your chain's probably not going to last real long like that. Yeah. Well, it blew the old chain off, but since I had just put a new sprocket and a new chain, it didn't. It just yeah. almost threw me on the ground. It just lunched you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really really tough. <clears throat> so when you are thinking about the when you are thinking about the old bikes or you're trying to sell a bike, just man, make sure that people understand what I told you yesterday is still true today. You're not going to talk me out of it, and I'm not changing the story. And don't accuse me of changing the story. You're buying this bike as is where it is. You know, it's a used bike. It's I make no. There, I don't need to put a sign on the bike that says as is, no warranty expressed or implied. I don't need to put a sign on there because that's the fucking law. That's just it. You know, If something's the law and that's just the way it is, I don't need to put a sign on there to alert dumber people that there happens to be a law. Well, anything from 1975. If you were buying a 1975 <laughs> anything... If I'm buying a, a one-year-old Chevy. used car, I'm going to assume... That unless I take it and get it checked out by a mechanic, that all the risks are mine. Yes. You know? Hope it's not a Fiat. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> that was new. That wasn't a used Fiat. That was a it's new the same Fiat. With the oh, no, it's a used one now. <laughs> it's the same with a right. 2015. Right. Why yeah. is somebody selling a 2015? Right. You don't know. It could have been know. underwater. You better check it out. Yeah. But that's my pricing point, that the sum... The, the sum of the parts are right. worth the whole. Oh, even if you had to take the seat off, the tank off, yeah. the exhaust even off, even if the and motor just was sell blown. it all off and part it out, you're still you'd ahead still of the game. get your money out. Still of it. Still ahead of the game. Yeah, I agree. That uh, that CL four hundred and fifty that I just picked up, I'm 
I've had five or six reservations I, since the day I picked it up. I'm saying, do we bother doing the work on it, or do we just sell it on eBay right now? I thought we were going to build the motor it's tonight. A, it's a frame in a box of parts. <laughs> busy, yeah. <laughs> busy. Well, let's let some of these sales settle down first. I haven't done, no, who, who provided us with the work car? this motor on it. Right? You stutter, Are we going to do this on a lift? I just remember when he said that, I was like, God damn, we did say that'd be a good idea. <laughs> The road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> our uh, our topic that we're on on the unicorns, yeah, and, and rare bikes. There's there's some kind of popular ones and two of which you uh, let me have for a while. Oh, those are uh, the CB one. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's unicorns among brands that are still here. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's yeah. a popular brand. Yeah. You know one. Uh, yeah. It's uh, you know Honda CB one and yeah. the Hawk GT. Right, and both of those can be hard to get parts for. Both of those bikes. They're not just parts dripping off the trees. If, God forbid, you smoosh the tank on a Hawk GT. Oh, God, yeah. You're going to pay well, some money. When I plucked that bike out of your garage, you had the tank covered in tape. Yeah, I taped the shit out of it. No scratches <laughs> on that fucker. And um, CB1 stuff's not exactly falling from the trees either. When I, when I had to get replacement front forks for my CB1... We they, put a we put a hawk front in. They could not be had. Right, yeah. CB1 front forks were not available for love or money, so we ended up putting a GT650 hawk front end, which was actually a popular conversion. I thought it was much. Mike, the bike handled very well that way, but once again, you can get yourself into a fucking trick bag on even a brand that still exists. I mean, God, what if you owned a what is it the, the big bear? <clears throat> Big bears aren't exactly easy to find parts for. A big bear scrambler. Yeah, big bear scramblers. Oh yeah. I've seen guys really fucking getting desperate online looking for big bear scrambler parts. I sold a yeah. one that I bought for a few hundred bucks out of somebody's garage. It was completely disassembled, but yep. all real nice parts, mm-hmm. exhaust and everything. That would putter to a package deal, but I think the big bear part of it fetched me over fifteen hundred dollars for for junk. A pristine, really beautiful tank that right. was clean inside. Yeah. A nice exhaust system, like. For what was a very rebuildable, wouldn't have to be restored, just rebuild the motor put it on. and put it back together. <laughs> and it was bought by a guy who owned a vast amount of Yamaha stuff. <laughs> in the market corner. It was, I don't know if I ever showed you, you told the picture. me that the guy with the... I mean, this guy had a warehouse with three level racks all the way to the ceiling of the most rarest of rare yeah. Yamahas. And his fetish was the two-stroke Yamahas, like... All kinds of weird YDS three like and then like the racers and stuff like that. Oh, he was he was very much into the oddball stuff. Yeah. Guys named Jim James Welsh. It's tough when you own a certain like there are certain bikes that when you own them you're like oh I own this bike but uh, I can tell you I've, I've seen people own you don't you I've paid I've seen people pay absurd amounts of money for a Honda Black Bomber speedometer. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's it's super tall money. Uh, I know that that GS four fifty that you have. Despite it being 1981, right, they ain't exactly fallen from the trees either. No. Finding parts for that bike is a giant pain in the dick. Oh, yeah, so. we found that out. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. right. What do you mean? This will be easy. That might be a good, you know, that's a good thing. If you're looking at a bike on Craigslist and you're thinking, yeah. oh, no, no, go over to eBay and yeah. see what you can buy See what's for available it. for it right now. If it's not on eBay, yeah. uh, that's a good indication it's yeah. going to be hard to find parts. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. What this bike might need is another bike. <laughs> Does this Going bike back to the Hoffert rule? That's right. Does this bike come with a bike? The uh, and, and if it is hard to find parts for and they're expensive, yeah, untitled might, bikes are phenomenal. It might be something cheap. to buy and break. Right. I mean, that's true. That's true. It might be the right bike to go. You know what? I, 
That's find a, the right $500 non-running example, and that's $500 worth of parts. That's a good Craigslist you know, search I, I mean, do every once in a while. No title. Yeah. See what comes up. Yeah, no title. Over. You'll come up with some cool stuff. Doesn't run. That's yep. another search yep. I like. No title. Honda and up to five hundred dollars. That's one of my. No title Honda and up to five hundred bucks. That's one of my yeah. searches. And yet people still send me links all the time for Honda Moto Compos, and they don't even look first. They're just like Moto Compo. Phil needs to know about this. Bring it up because because he needs another one. I don't know. I don't have one. I thought you had two. No, no. Giddy up. Well, there. I hope I let it get enjoy. Too warm. Right, you let it get too warm. Uh, but no, the Moto Compos. Money shot. I have. To, I have some D, I have Dibiase, a Dibiase folding scooters. Oh, okay. I've never had a Moto Compos. I thought you had the Moto Compos. No, I've wanted one forever. But people don't bother to look at the price before they send it to me. So it just makes me angry. It was like, you know, oh, it's a yellow Moto Compo. Let's send this off to Phil immediately. It's $4,000. Oh, this one's in the cardboard box that it shipped in. $7,000. You know? Well, if you own the Moto Compo, you should also own the car that That's what I'm saying. it went into the trunk I of. I could have bought six of the cars that it went in the trunk of already. For the price of these fucking Moto Compos. That would be cool. What was it in? Honda City. Honda City. City. Okay. City. Once again, get on your YouTube browser right now. <laughs> yeah. Type Honda have City. To look at the YouTubes. No, go to YouTube and type in Honda, City, and Madness. Those three words. You will enjoy the commercial. That's a great commercial. One of the greatest My gosh, ever. I remember that when I was a kid. Doba, 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 doba. Yeah. One of the best commercials <laughs> ever. Have you, seen, have you seen the Volkswagen commercial where they're driving the trailer backwards? Yes, and I saw how that was made. Yeah, it's pretty cool. No, isn't I it? did not. They're they're actually driving down the the highway yeah. through a city with a car in reverse with a trailer behind it. It's an advertisement for a, a trailer assist backing system of oh some my. sort. Yeah. But in reality, they've taken a front wheel drive car and uh, put it into in the, the trailer. trailer. Put it in the trailer. And yeah. they get the guys driving the trailer sure. and dragging the car. That's pretty cool. But it, it, yeah. it comes off He's pretty well. Friggin' cruise. Yeah. 50 miles That's pretty miles. neat. Passing 100, people. 100K, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gonna drink that? I've always liked that Volkswagen Beetle back in like in the 70s. They had that trailer that went onto the roof of Volkswagen Beetle. Finish your piece. So the whole Beetle yeah, yeah. could yeah, yeah. 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 like a fifth wheel. It's like a fifth wheel. It's a fifth wheel. And it literally, the entire trailer just you could spin clamped. It. Well, that's awesome, man. It clamped to the rain That's gutters. awesome. You yeah. can spin around and push. Yes, exactly. That's what you did. But your rain gutters are pulling an entire trailer. But in that vehicle, the perimeter is the frame. Yeah. Which includes the, the, the edge of the roof. And until you're actually welding things to the roof, <laughs> there are four clamps involved. Those four clamps are holding your rain gutters. Now, I want to know what four clamps you're going to trust. Oh, we're going to take the bicycles off the top and hook up a 4,000-pound fifth-wheel trailer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. There's still clamps. Yeah. At some point, there are clamps. And where there are clamps, there are failures. Like four-millimeter bolts. Exactly. Holding them <laughs> Tell them clamps. <laughs> Put the clamps on them. like clamping. But, yeah, and I love the video because the Volkswagen just spins around and, yeah. like, park. Oh, you want to back it up? <clears throat> Drive it that way. It's so cool. But then I looked at it, and I just kept watching it. And they made another one for American applications that was like on an Olds Vista Cruiser. She even looked even sexier because okay. then, the, like the Olds Vista Cruiser, like mm-hmm. the lines went right into this trailer. Yeah. But it also clamped onto the roof gutters of a mm-hmm. car. 
It's just well, a bunny. Roof man. gutters are just a quarter inch, man. Yeah. Like what they should have done is like a mast on a sailboat. Yes, yeah, going straight pivot. down into the fucking yeah, welded yeah. it to the yeah, frame. Shaft right in the middle. Yeah. Big fifth wheel boat. You're like seriously, make it like a proper fifth wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Boink, just like that. Yeah. And then when you get what's marked, that? That's my gooseneck mask. That's yeah, my right. mask. Mm-hmm. Well, my when you get marked, mask. you take the trailer off and put the rest of the stripper pole on top of it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. da, problem solved. Yeah, I'm here to help. The uh, and then the the other thing that I want to talk to podcast related tonight would be of all these motorcycles as we are paring down around here and things are going away really quickly. Would it be possible for any of us to have a two bike garage? Think of the two, and I'm not yeah. saying. I'm going to say you and your wife have just had a come to Jesus type argument. There's been eight hours of crime. <coughs> We're atheist. Okay. <laughs> I'll come to the universe argument, <laughs> and there's been eight hours of crying. What's the breakdown in that eight hours? Most of it yours, some of it hers. <laughs> <laughs> One of you has been caught with something you shouldn't have had, or had more than once, and there's a now a new rule, and you're allowed to have two motorcycles. What two motorcycles? BMW GS. Go ahead. Huh? I wanted the the VFR. Okay, so for my main road going bike, where right. I'd have it kind of set up as touring, <clears throat> saddlebags and stuff that would go on it. Yeah, I think I would want the VF twelve hundred, but the uh, whatever the ATV version of it, like the X, where it's a little higher suspension. Oh, I didn't even know they made that. Oh, I don't know that either. Yeah, super top heavy. Really. Well, he's yeah. a top-heavy kind of fella. Uh, whatever. What's top-heavy to some people? Is I like the motor. I, like the I know it matches the rider. Top-heavy. Just trials on a KLR six fifty. I think he can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that would. I think that would be like my main street bike. Yeah. My main like thing bike, and then I probably would want a DRZ four hundred. Okay. So you would have. You would have Fist one bump. sport touring bike. Sport touring that would I rode on the street. That would be like my main street bike. And then I'd have the DRC, but then that could also double as like a commuter back and forth to work. Oh, yeah. Go on the back of the RV. Yep. Do any kind of dirt work that I want to do. Swap meets. Yep. Mid-Ohio. Is dirt work a sex move? Well, yeah. <laughs> if there's baby ones around. It precedes the Sanchez. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, okay, and then a DRZ. Which DRZ? 400. 400, okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's two bikes, and that's... What couldn't I do with that? I know that's a pretty damn good, pretty good damn I good mean, layout. The, the DRZ is unquestionable, right? For the dirt, like damn all, right, the best all-around street trail, light, yeah. everything that, and it's only what you really want on this, you know, for your everyday rider. Mm-hmm. And like you know, like a BMW might be better than the VFR, but I, I'm a Honda guy. I, I still want to have a Honda in my. Yeah, seat. you can maintain loyalty, of course. But that's a that's a. Pretty nice bike. I don't think it. Oh, I think it would last forever. I and the nice be, thing about this challenge is, price is not an object. And it's Remember, not, you're getting rid of a dozen bikes. You can buy two nice bikes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Money's not a problem. I don't know if Expensive. I wanted to spend more money on anything right. else. I mean, maybe a BMW. I'm going with the BMW GS as the first one. The yeah, second yeah. one could be anything else. Ah, I like it. No, it, it, the second <laughs> one could be like a rotating thing, like one in, one out all the time. Oh, well. But, so, uh, the, but the BMW GS, you can put street tires on it and you right. keep up with street bikes right. if yeah. you know what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. You can ride it off-road yeah. and keep up with dirt bikes if you know what you're doing. Oh, if you know what you're doing. You can tour on it. Yeah. It's dependable. It's long-lived. Yeah, it is. Um, 
and I'm German, so I'm right. Hey, we skipped Steve. It's funny. It's okay. Can't, go back to him. can't skip. That Steve is pretty great, though. Steve was never a BMW 1200 GS, bikes. and then something Steve's that's gonna not. Steve's going to say PC 800. The other one could be anything from a. That was a good guess. You know what? You can say that all you want. Steve will start welding bikes together. I thought about this for a long time. Really, dear? It's only one. It's only one bike. I thought about this for a long fucking time today, and. I had to play like seven or eight rounds of this game before the PC-800 stopped coming up. <clears throat> now, how the fuck is a 30-year-old motorcycle going to stay in my rotation of being potentially, when the whole world is your oyster, how the hell is a 30-year-old Tylenol capsule Because Lego the hot bike? chick rides it in Carly Davidson and the Marlboro Man. So is that one going on the chopping block? Did you see the one that uh, Steve, Ken Carlton Steve had? says with <laughs> Sorry, with wanton <laughs> with wanton lust in his eyes? Ken Carlson posted. Do you yeah. need more than one? He has a, yes, he had a PC, I already have more than one. PC eight hundred in the pearl color, yeah. not my favorite color, but yeah. it had like nineteen thousand miles on yeah. it, and it's owned <clears> by Ken Carlson, who's right. a meticulous engineer, absolutely meticulous. Yeah, I, and he posted it up there, and I scratched my head, and I'm like. And I know he wants my CB1. Oh, that's a good move. So I hit him up and said, that's hey, a very good move. You want to trade your yeah. rare bird little PC800 yeah. for my CB1? Jesus Christ. I'll just switch you just so I can have the pleasure a of A CB1 owning. for a PC800 is truly a cult bike Honda heaven trade. Like, that's... That's a trade that don't come along too long. If you could work a Transalp in there on that deal, we'd really... <laughs> you trade this to you, and you would just all switch. Right. And We're all just going to rotate one bike to the right. Yeah. Just, just get all Honda. Yeah. That's a daisy chain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in my world, a, a PC800 would be and better for NTX650, and uh, what other weirdo Honda, Honda bikes? A GB500. Yeah. I've had my fun with my CB1. Great. Trade it to him for that. Then I get a bike to That's a and very good trade. Around. You know. I would even throw him a thousand bucks on that deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming the PC800 is beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ken Carlson takes care of he takes me. He's not riding it if it doesn't have new wheels, right. new tires, new this, new yeah. that, fixed everything. And I've had nothing but fun on my PC800. It's been a perfect bike, so I, I really, man. <sighs> that's my winter beater, and that's. <laughs> winter beater. And yet he shows up on a Honda Ruckus <laughs> 50. Yeah. A Ruckus 50. A Ruckus 50. That's, a, oh, that's, that's his neighborhood. <laughs> Not even the big Ruckus. Huh? Okay, I guess I'm so, next in line. Well, it's not No, no you, I thought you just seems like a much chocolate. Only two, Steve. Okay. Only two Only bikes, two Steve. Steve. I thought about this today. It's two models? Cool. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, hard. I did think about this. It's hard. I, I would, she said. I, could, I was going to write this down and see if you so said it's hard it. So it's hard to judge things that you don't own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But That's I thought cool. of of the two bikes that I would keep, if right. I had to get rid of everything else, would right. be my Zero. Okay. Yeah. That's a very good choice. It's a very good choice. <laughs> and good one. my, yeah. my uh, 1150 RT. Because yep. the 1150 RT is perfect for the road. You can buy something new, nice. though. I mean, that's the thing about this challenge. This yeah, challenge but I don't like anything you. new. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd consider trading out my DRZ for a Zero. Yeah. Oh. Hey, fucking for around town, those zeros are hard to beat, man. They are, they are seriously, the giggle factor on those things is obscene. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they have about the same the mileage. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the, the BMW 1200s, yeah. to me, have they spin faster than an 1150 with mm-hmm. that long six. And it, the thing's perfect for the way I ride. No. And for any distance, yeah. it's it's actually soothing, I think. Mm-hmm. So why, And my wife likes it. Well, there you go. So that would be the perfect two bikes to Perfect keep. two bikes. 
It's a two bike. Yeah. You can't ride two up on the mm -hmm. zero, but I mean on mine, but you don't have to. I don't really want to. Right. You don't want to. I don't. I don't either. It's like the idea of taking two people on my zero is just that doesn't appeal to me at all. What? Well, it doesn't have passenger pegs. It does. Well, you can, but, but it's just not. But right. if you're. <laughs> no. You know what? That bike is meant to break the law. That bike is meant to be an asshole transportation system. It's meant to do. It's meant to do insanely stupid shit. But aren't shit all motorcycles silently? It is. That's what it does. It's like it's like a poorly behaved ninja, like by in the true sense. I was going to say it's too bad they already used the word ninja or the right. name ninja. Yes. that would have been perfect. <laughs> that would have yeah. been perfect. Factor. Yes. Oh my god, the stream is so perfect. They call it the stealth fighter. They call it a stealth fighter. So they call it a stealth fighter. Okay, I and guess. I mean, and what it like those bikes. Whether you're doing the dirt bike or the super mo, they just rip. I mean, the zero to sixty on them is so violent. It's like it's like a crazy Cedar Point ride. And wherever the fog goes, so does Dustin's <laughs> DNA. Sorry, the, uh, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> get some more. Get some more. The but I think that both of those bikes are so silly fun, and I haven't had silly fun like that since I rode like a two-stroke dirt bike on the street. <clears throat> Because two-stroke dirt bikes throw down power the same way that the Zeros do. It's just like light. Oh, switch. totally. Oh, yeah. It's just an absolute it's, light. It's switch. electric. Yeah. It's I mean, it's like when I was talking when I was talking about the CV1 earlier. Yeah. I mean, that was like the most yeah. electric yeah. motorcycle yeah. I ever rode. Right. I mean, especially I'm I'm not a heavy guy. I'm, the CV1100 is electric too, but not in such a great way. Right. <laughs> It but lacks, on, on that CB1, business. though, man, you yeah. crack that throttle, and it yeah. just goes, fuck yeah! Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it just exactly. goes. If you're not going fast enough, you're in the wrong gear. <clears throat> ST1300s are like that, too. Yes. And that's, that's, I considered that whatever <clears throat> my BFR, because I've mm -hmm. always liked the, I like the 1100, mm -hmm. and I, you were saying the 1300. But I never fit well on those bikes, so no, I don't it's know. Too, you're like too. The it pushes me too far too, forward. Yeah. I need to be able to get farther back. Yep. The 1100s give you that room. Right. Yeah. See, I would probably rather have an 1100 over a 1300. But definitely. Room but the motor room. snaps on the 1300. I mean, it really is. I mean, not that the 1100's a dog. Why don't you give me your 1100? <laughs> Come on. You like me. Why don't you trade for that PC800? Okay. I'll yeah. trade you the PC800. Oh, if you trade that uh. CV1 for the PC800, you have gotten 1100, because he'll give you that 1100 for the PC800. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, PC800, I know it. Well, I just Ooh, double trade. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about going and get that PC800 for a player to be named later. <laughs> All right, so you're going to do... You're going to do your zero, and you're going to do um, the RT. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to have sport to another get once again sport touring dirt bike, sport touring super motard, electric. It's cool. And then you, GS adventure bike, and anything that isn't. Which also with that zero <laughs> that makes sense. You well, could that's put great. You could put the twenty-one inch tire. I mean, you could switch the tires. Oh, you can make an asset. Yeah. You can make a super mo into a dirt bike in yeah. four hundred. So that's yeah. that's an easy right. swap there. Yeah. Yeah, if you wanted to. All right, Dustin, what you got? Uh, well, obviously, I'm keeping my Supermo. Oh, so you're going to keep the DRZ. Oh, so I'll keep totally the DRZ all that. day long. Right. I love that bike. It yeah. is so fun to ride. Um, it's, but it's, it's not good for two people. Okay. So uh, in finding a bike for two people, <clears throat> I was thinking about it, and I really like Casey's bike. Oh, the Honda. Okay. What? Okay. The, Give me a second. It's yeah. the Honda Shadow 750 Storm. 
yeah. or dark or fury something or like something. that. Yeah. But it's the sounds angry. Whatever it is. It is, right? It's it looks angry. Right. It's basically yeah. the same Honda Shadow platform they've had since Christ was a private. And then they put a hugger <laughs> rear fender on it that has like a built-in French tin taillight and it's all flat all the paintwork is flat titanium colored or flat silver yeah. colored. And then everything else is flat black. There's no chrome on the bike anywhere. Mm. And it's like VT seven fifty Camaro edition. It's the VT seven fifty Angry. It's the VT seven fifty. It's like that F six B bagger that they did uh, that was all flat, flatted out. Remember at the motorcycle show that? Does it have the low seat? It's not like yes. the RS. Yeah, right? no, it's, it's got like the yeah. RS. The low seat. But it, but and it doesn't have like super no, forward controls. No, it's got mids. Con- it's, it's got, got mid controls. Yeah. It's got mid controls. So it's incredibly yeah. comfortable to ride. Oh yeah, it is. She rode that bike like out to Maine and back and everything. Yeah, and you oh, know, you out think, to Canada. Like, yeah, you think you're going to ride a VT750 to Maine and back? Ball. And it has like it has the little fakey fake pullback uh, drag bars on it. It has. But yet it kind of magically feels okay. And we put a set of Viking cases on it for her, and they look good on the bike, and they're rugged, and like the whole thing held up really well for her trip. I, I test rode the bike, yeah. and you know when she had it in for an oil change, you know, I took it out for a test ride, and yeah. I took a little extra longer test ride. <laughs> just to make sure everything was right. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And uh, I, was, I was just like, wow. I like cruisers now. You know, everything fits. It it felt great. The controls were in the right spot. It felt like a bike that I could have a pillion on with me and not feel uncomfortable. Uh, I I just thought it was great. So it's fresh. It's new. Yeah, it's fresh. I think hers is a 2015 or a 2014. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, hers is brand new. Yeah, I'll look it up real quick. Twenty sixteen, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a good-looking bike. It's comfortable as hell to ride. Mm-hmm. Just why would Honda want to have one at the show if it's so good? I mean, it's yeah. like, <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's it. And it was a VT750, too. It was yeah, the, the, a VT750-something. The, the power delivery is awesome on it. It's just, right. It feels... It, you know, it's like I've said a couple of times in the podcast. That How could something so wrong? Feels so, feels so right. right. Well, I've said a couple times on the podcast that it's the you know, Shadow Phantom. Oh, Phantom! That's it. Yeah, it's the 2015 uh, Honda da, 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 Shadow da, da, Phantom. Da, da, da. And anyone who wants the, v, the nomenclature, it's VT 750 C 2B. C. So it's a 750C. Got it. 2B. Dun dun dun. Uh, I think the B. I think the B, like the F6 B. Like the B on all that shit is probably just means like black. black. <laughs> What's that? Black. Well, this one's silver. This one's like gray uh, and black. But yeah, black. You know what the electric bicycles? They were the C to B when they were that A to B. A to B. A to B. It's, oh, it's a good looking bike though. I mean, the what are they, like, paint job they, on it and everything is great. Honda years like when you're looking for parts. Yeah. It'll be like the VT 1100 and VT 1100A. <clears throat> well, usually that's arrow. Okay, so that's, that's with a so that's where you go from a spirit because I thought that was a C three. I thought it was like a it C one, C two, C three. Don't quote me, believe me. Don't ever quote me when it comes to fucking no, numeric nomenclatures on bikes because I think it's all crazy. Yeah, A B C. Yeah, it's, it's easy. easy. <laughs> you know what I really want to know? Huh. What two bikes would Johnny John, Chrome have in his garage? That's what I want to know. <laughs> for incredibly short trips. <laughs> so for no, those no, no, people no. who weren't paying attention, I sold to, oh. John. I sold John the RV 
125 and buddy that I bought um, the Van Van that I bought van at van. AMA Vintage Days Tracker is what they think they was called them. Was that a tracker them. then? Back in the yeah. 70s, I think they were oh, called The track. green one? The Asian ones were called Van Vans, but American ones were Do you sell them the green one? Yeah. No shit. I, you know what? Once again, yep. I, I need it like a fish needs a bicycle. Yeah. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I struck, I struck, when he was talking about purging, I'm like, He nailed it at the right moment, too. Make sure you remember my name when you're ready to sell that. And you're like, I'll sell it. And what, I brought you the money the next morning. Yeah. He, he did not wait. <laughs> I took there it are, home the next day. Okay, There are fine. people who have been talking the fuck about out of buying here. their bikes back for me for the past three or four years. right? And now that I'm putting up this whole fl- fleet of bikes... They're like, oh well, well I uh, wanted to buy my bike, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, you've had, you've had 13 <laughs> years, you've had 11 years. You know, don't don't make me the bad guy because I'm trying to sell some shit that I bought from you. I'm not the asshole. For not enough money 15 years ago, right? But I'm trying to liquidate some stuff. I can finance it. Call Sheffield. Or just show up if you're serious. And buy it. Right. Show, you show somebody what Take color your money card. is. I right. Mean, exactly. Zero percent right. interest for the first. You've been talking months. about buying your bike back for me for three years. Just it's buy it going, back. going, going. Right. Right. For three I do years, really want to know you've now, what you've this guy wants. Yeah. Um. What you gonna keep? No. What you gonna get? That's what. Yeah. I don't know if I would keep. I don't know if I would keep anything I have. Yeah. I think you need a Harley Davidson. No. Believe it or not, and not just because of here, but. I really think I might go with for a big but for a big bike. Yeah. I might go with a Stelvio. Uh-huh. Might hey, Stelvio. That might Stelvio go with a, would be my trade on yeah. the EFR. Like yeah. I, See, I, I would I would go with Stelvio yeah. if I was a bigger guy. <laughs> but I'm just, Stelvio does need a ladder. I am yeah. I am just um, not a big enough guy to do a Stelvio. Stelvio is a big bike, yeah. and I think it's a gorgeous bike. It is beautiful, and I wish yeah, I, I wish I could handle that, but I don't think I can. They made a red or an orange. They made an orange. It was. I like the green. Fourteen. Whatever. Yeah, the green's my favorite. A 600 class dual sport, but mm-hmm. not necessarily the one I have because the one I have is fucking kick only. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Get... <laughs> yeah, I'm getting old and lazy. Electric start. You you just need to get the newer, you know, electric start. XR 650L. You know, That's exactly right. Um, I'd like to keep it more toward the dirt bike versus. I mean, no no offense to the KLRs, but like the newer KLRs are just they're bulbous, they're huge, they're fucking heavy. Ten four good know. buddy. Yeah, absolutely. They're kind of spaceship looking. I've off-roaded yeah. mine. I did some hill climbs and stuff, and it felt it's way too tall. It, no, it, I'm sorry, the weight is way too high. The hill climb in first gear, I mean, with the, the gearing that it has, yeah. is like up a hill, and if you you got to keep good momentum, and then it starts bogging down. And I was blipping the clutch to like slipping the clutch. Oh, it's got always, freeway gearing in it. Yeah, you can always drop it. So you could drop a tooth. Drop a couple tooth on the front. What he wants. It's too big, you know. It's not good for being a dirt bike. No, it's not. You can do a lot. I mean, going through the woods and everything, but mm-hmm. it's just dirt bikes will walk all over you going up a hill climb or mm-hmm. going, oh, yeah. doing a lot of things. Yeah, up proper there. dirt bike is going to really. Yeah, that, that's right. probably my two. It'd probably be a big Stelvio. Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna. <laughs> she she I wouldn't was even make a beep. all day as to whether it would be a Stelvio or whether it be a GS. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but it definitely that class of bike, or even I even thought about Ulysses, but then I thought, well, 
That's you know, you know in another in just, another decade, the fuck you look. They have a very short wheelbase. It, I think it, it just looks that way. I, I would Ulysses like to measure it. A short wheelbase. I think it, I think it the is one short. One thing that I liked about the Ulysses when I sat on it is it was the only fuel that fit me. It, and fit, it actually right. yeah. fit really well. Yeah. And Peggy, I mean, we got to the point in this whole thing where Peggy got on the back and everything, yeah. and we felt. I mean, two up on this the Ulysses yeah. really felt like it would be a good bike. Never actually rode one or anything. Right. Like might hate it, but right. it seemed like a good idea at the time. I agree. Yeah. But I'm too fucking cheap. Well, <laughs> me too. True. That's true. Or, or, I mean, maybe my wife's too fucking cheap. <laughs> frugal. Well, That's frugal, no, dear. We got a third yeah. member. Peggy needs to learn how to ride a bike. And then we can all three go. Piper loves riding on the bike at the back of the there bike. There you go. So if she could at least manage a scooter, so I really probably in my life need to get a buddy. Put Mrs. McElfresh on a buddy and get I'll her I'll be your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're one, I want one. You want to be my wife's buddy? Really? I'll be like, I mean, I can set this up. <laughs> I, said, I said I'll be your I know buddy. A guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can come and borrow a buddy whenever you want. Easy there. Take care. Very easy. Yeah. Uh, it should probably be. A so you're gonna do. So you want to do the. Uh, uh, I would probably if I had to name exact bikes, I yeah. would probably do a, an NTX twelve hundred. Sorry. Um, sorry. Thirteen your, or newer, yeah. twenty thirteen yeah, or newer for sure. Anything eight valve, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, anything Rollerized. after the, yeah, yeah. exactly. Rollerized. And uh, yeah. probably an XR six fifty L. Okay, yeah. I was so, surprised at how light they are too. They're like three hundred and thirty pounds. They are. They're remarkably light. What is the XR? The XR six fifty. Oh, okay. I just yeah. looked at the stats. That's I was very surprised. Today. I thought it would be heavier. Yeah. You know, not that that's particularly the, light. The XR six hundred R is even lighter you know? than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you give up a little bit of charging, and you give up. They're definitely way more than a KLR. Oh yeah, Nobody's totally. Ever well, my dear, Z is light as shit. You can pick yeah, up with one hand. Suspension. So that's true. Yeah, that's a good value for a bike. I think. I totally agree. I think that's a lot of bike for not much money. And we've come down to. Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. What would you put in your garage? Two bikes. Two bikes only. Don't necessarily have to have them already. How many do you own now? Too many. Too many. Six. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, that's all. That's a lot of bikes for a layperson. Yeah. You don't have to pick two of what you own. Well, you can pick two of what you want to well, own. Okay. So if if I were to pick two that I own, yeah. I would I would take the GS four fifty just because sure because it, yeah. it means it's something right. to me. It's got sentimental value. Yeah. And then I take the the Drifter, the eight hundred Drifter. Mm-hmm. Nice. And just because yeah, it's a cruiser bike yeah. that can go anywhere. Right. Yeah. Nice. That's true. Now if I if I could. Something that I, I don't own would right. definitely be the Big Dog uh, Scrambler. <laughs> the Big Dog Scrambler. Once again, it's a, uh, what, what, do we, what do we say? It was an 88 cubic inch motor, but it has a Willy Booger on the back, chain drive conversion, um, rigid. It's a rigid, of course, because it's a Big Dog Scrambler. Yeah, this would be the one Big Dog uh, V-Twin ass jewelry that they built that was a scrambler. Yeah. It's a high pipe that runs right between your legs. It actually, because it's a big dog, the high pipe goes over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. You can hang your laundry up yeah. there. Yeah. It's got an upside down fork and a, and a giant, giant TW200 front But your tire grips are it. up here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, TW200 front tire and a giant fucking woolly booger modern ATC tire on the back. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a 33-inch proper like off-road tire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why haven't they built that yet? 
Because oh, they will, but because like yeah, because, <laughs> because the Orange County people, the Orange County Chopper people, <laughs> haven't figured it out yet. Didn't fi- cross the line with the Scrambler people just yet. So we haven't had an Orange County Chopper Scrambler just yet. <laughs> but by God, we will. These assholes are out there, and those welders are tired. <laughs> and then there's Chris. And there's Chris, exactly. Yes, exactly. There it, is. there it is. Some sort of dirt. That's a dirt drags. That's a dirt drags Harley. The fuck is that? Yeah, that's like a pro mod it's, dirt it's drag. It's a it's a sand drag bike. Which oh my is Basically, God. a top fuel bike. Top fuel bike. Nitro powered. Right. Top fuel. Top fuel. Naturally bike. aspirated nitro methane powered. With a paddle wheel on the back. Yeah, with a scoop, super scoop on with the back. With a giant paddle wheel, paddle wheel on the back. Yeah. Yeah. These things do a tractor. Old Man River. And these things Talks about do, vibration. Yeah. These yeah. things <laughs> do the 300 foot sand in like 2.8. Yeah, I mean, it's. Dead. <laughs> How much gas does it carry? Just a mouthful. <laughs> Three quarts, maybe? I, I don't even know. Yeah. The motor Just runs for eighty percent burns over your entire body. <laughs> right. The motor runs for five seconds at a time. It gets thirty feet per gallon. It doesn't have a cooling system. It doesn't need one. The motor runs for five seconds at a time. Yep. Just get it running and then go and then shut it off. I just realized yeah. I almost have what I would have. Oh yeah. I mean, I have the V7. Yeah, you get the V7 touring model. Very bagger. light and right. yeah, V7 bagger exactly. Put, put little yeah. knobbies on it. It could be a. It could be a mini. Uh, it very much could a mini be Stelvio. a mini Stelvio. Yeah. I already have the Honda. I mean, I'm damn near there. So, come on, Chris. Two bikes. Well, I... <laughs> I know you're not going right. to... I, I commission do like a the Stelvio. I, 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 I do like the Stelvio. All right. I like Steve's uh, BMWs. So yeah. Those yeah. are always... So, for a bigger bike, something like that. And then... Uh, so you just need a big bike and a small bike. And I already said the small bike could be the GS. Yeah, keep so. the GS. I yeah. agree. So... Go with the Stelvio or something. Yeah, yeah. The scooters aren't included, right? We can have one of those too. Hey, hey, I didn't say nothing. No, I <laughs> yeah, said two bikes. Have, well, two, no, then two then, scooters or one bike. Yeah, then, <laughs> you really lost wow. the argument if you. Can't. Oh man, I'd almost have to. I'd almost you have to slux. You no, 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 no. I'd almost have to swap that 600. Swap that 600 for two scooters for later. For for a, a classic four speed two stroke. Right. And a buddy with some knobbies on it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, a buddy with some knobbies is the fucking. It's I'm, the, I'm gonna tell it you, it is the shit. It's the I apocalypse have, ride. Right I have there. much experience. <laughs> There is very few places a buddy with two knobbies on it cannot go. Oh, it, dude, yeah, it, it, uh, Johnny number five. Johnny five went. Everywhere. Oh, Johnny five. There was no, and if you couldn't, if you couldn't make it go over its own power, just pick it up, put it over your shoulder, and carry it. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I saw multiple people drifting at Mid Ohio oh, on Johnny five. Man, I remember being back in the I mean, woods dudes at Mid-Ohio, coming around the back like five a hill climb back in there. And just, These guys weren't getting up this hill climb on. <laughs> 500 cc thumpers, you know, yeah. and there was a guy from Indianapolis. I think he said Rockets. Uh, what's the what's the what's the scooter shop down there? Oh, Speed City. Speed City, yeah. Speed City. Mike that guy was back in the woods on a scooter. He was yeah. going up the fucking hill. He was yeah. getting a run, and Joe, I mean, it was it was impressive. There are few places a buddy 125 can't go. It's like a rental car. No, <laughs> it's not, it's like, uh, indestructible. It is indestructible. It's like it's, a South American rental it car. It really is, man. It'll go any damned where. It's like a, I, I always and tell they also people survive everything. They're apparently made of baby doll parts. So like, yeah, when people ask about parts. buddies, I always tell them, I'm like, it's the fucking Toyota of scooters. It, it's, it's like. You know, you can try he to says break Toyota. It. I say small block Chevy, but right. same difference. You can yeah. try to break it. It's gonna, it's gonna win, even when they get totaled out. It's literally just like component level repair. You're like, okay, frames bent, forks are dumped. Okay, get some new forks in there. Great. Those are modular. You can buy only the parts that are broken. 
and then straighten the frame out. If you have a big friend and a come along, you can straighten that frame out. It is like speaking and of a big friend, and, we, and we've done it. It is not. Oh, he's chatting with Renee. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> like, there's nothing about the buddy frame that is rigid, and I mean on a molecular level. I mean, its metal is the definition of mild steel. It has a bit of a memory. So, like, if you get it headed in the direction that it used to be before the crash, it will sort of find the spot where the factory made it. Just over-twist it. Over-twist like, it, let, let it and it bounces back right in, back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you over-twist it five degrees or so, and you let go of it, it just goes right back to where the factory built it every damn time. Plastic deformation. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Plastic takes we a measure, lot. We put, Science, people. We put these things on the, on the lift, <laughs> and we triangulate them out. Science. And after we straighten them out, they're straight. They're like... Straight as anything straight. And that's pretty cool when you think about that they can take that kind of abuse. That's pretty rad. Last year, yeah, oh, last year I did a lot of riding on weird bikes that I not really do a lot of. And I had the same problem. A bike that made it into my top five of, like, one of the two bikes. Oh, can I change mine up for a Haro? <laughs> one of the bikes was the Moto Guzzi Nordier because I was riding a lot of those so I rode a lot of them oh, I hate those and well but <laughs> I but I'm tall so the uh, what I learned was you remember a couple of years ago I had that Concourse 1000 and I rode it back and forth to work a lot and by riding that bike that 110 miles every day a lot I got a lot of respect for that bike how fast it was how good it handled really impressed me and then I got the Nordier and I was riding the Nordier a lot last year and I was really impressed by that and what I discovered is it's like a, a, it's like a more powerful PC because it feels like a PC it feels like it, everything's where you want it to be so ergonomically it feels very good it doesn't take a lot of body effort to control the bike so you're taller than me yeah and I thought the pegs were too high Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but you see, that's the thing is, I do like cafe. You, like, I like you, having oh, my you feet. like yeah, and I like having my feet spread. Yeah, yeah. I like having my feet up under me. So. I would much rather have my feet in what anybody here would call an uncomfortable position, like on the V7 racers. I like, I like where my feet are there. I think that's cool. So, see you, Renee. Bye, Renee. Bye. The, uh, <laughs> there goes the rabbit badger. The. I do. I like having my feet under me. In fact, when I have a lot of motorcycles that have the pegs kind of forward, I'll get a leg cramp and I'll pull my feet and put them on the passenger pegs, hmm. and that feels okay. I'll ride for hours with my feet on the, up on the passenger That's, pegs. Uh, yeah, it stretches almost the every UJM that I've ever had. Yeah, that's I guess. that's second position. I'll put my feet up on the back on the uh, cylinder cylinder yeah. 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 yeah but I'll put them on the back page, oh, like yeah. you're saying there yeah. too keeps you warm too yeah, yeah. The, three, the three riding position <laughs> thing works so I was almost I was fucking this close to saying I was going to one of the two bikes was going to be a Nordier and then <laughs> I, w- I was very close to it and it's like a Stelvio with a tux on though right <laughs> <laughs> Basically, well, Stelvio is much bigger. The Stelvio is like it's much. The Stelvio does say that the, the Stelvio is like saying I can go in the dirt a little bit. Liar. Maybe. Well, okay. Well, here's what I'm gonna say: it's good reviews. It does get great it's reviews. Got, they, they said it's got the best first gear that you could possibly. They have. did. They said it for actually going in it's the like actual dirt. They said it's a fucking tractor motor. So, but I'm never gonna go in the dirt on that bike. So, what the fuck am I? Who am I kidding? So yeah, I was thinking that Nordier might be a good, solid pick because I too am going to go the, the. Okay, so I was in the bathroom. What were we doing? One of my one of my picks, I was going to go Nordier. Okay. Because sport touring thing, like it's sure. a bike you can do some distance on and whatever. Okay. And 
because this doesn't have to be a bike we've had or whatever, whatever it is. Uh, I wait, want revision. Oh. No, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. So wait neither I want to change know. mine. I want a Victory Vision with an ST 1300 engine in it. I don't think that you're. I think you can keep the victory. So, <laughs> with a scrambler pipe. <laughs> with a scrambler pipe over the shoulder. Hmm? I'm sorry. It's a mana. mana. You neither one of you said the mana, though. No. Mana, okay. mana. No. Um, if, if you had, if only was, one. Yeah, because yeah, if it was. If you only had two to pick. <laughs> right. I mean, I love so that. That's great, but it's not. So I think I would like to try. It ain't on the short list. I'm sorry, you want. Well, I think I would like to try. I think I want to try the big BMW R, the RT. Yeah. I think I want to give that a shot, because if you're going to have two of anything, I know that a lot of people have had issues with electrical warranty problems, electrical claims of sorts, with the the new big sport touring bike. But I'd like to, man. I'd like to try it. I'd like to have it, and I think that. It would be worth a shot. It'd be worth taking a shot. I'm fucking curious as fuck about that bike, and I keep seeing it. And the front end keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> you know, and it does look like the it looks like those little robot things from the Matrix. It's starting to have all these extra lights and stuff in the front. There's a lot of circles going on in the front of that bike. Unasymmetrical. Very very strange looking. A lot of a lot of projector beams in all sorts of different places. Makes the makes the early Perry Dakar versions look small. It does. Yeah. There's a lot going on up here. When I used to look at all the old RTs, the 1100 RTs, and I'd just be like, that front shield, and it had a square light in the middle of it this big, and you're like, BMW, adequate, move on. (laughs) Design department, adequate, move on. And now this thing's got like 9,000 different obtuse angles in it, and weird curves and like extra lights where there doesn't need to be them. It's crazy. Like the face of a Transformer. It is the face of a Transformer. But just the same, I don't have any experience on it. I want to try it. Let's just see what it's all about. More than meets the eye. Well, and then the other bike is going to be an FX. The, the Zero, Zero FX. FX. I'm fairly certain there's nowhere that bike can't go. And if you get in a position where you do realize that you're going somewhere you shouldn't go, you probably should have the chain kit on it. That if you like get rid of the belt and go to the chain kit, that now it will legitimately go anywhere you can't go. I'd probably go to the point until I blew the belt off and yeah. then be like, and then okay, put a chain time on. for chain yeah. kit. Uh, I was doing some stupid shit this winter on an FX out in the snow in the iced over parking lot. And it was cold out, like 20 degrees, which, you know, they'd always said, you know, the charger doesn't like charging it below 30 degrees, you know. So how's the bike going to do in 20? And I bundled myself up, put all my snowboarding gear out, went out in the parking lot, and I was fucking sailing through the sailing through this the deep snow on the grass, sailing through that, and then going in the parking lot and just drifting the bike as hard as I could drift the bike through the like one inch snow and the ice underneath it. I had so much fun on that fucking bike, and that was the point where it was like I wish I had a traction control knob on it because it was as soon as I would engage the throttle because there was no grip in the snow, it was just like yeah, and it went from. Nothing to front wheel in the air, or nothing to just yawing out on lack of grip. If you would have had spiked tires or something, that thing would have been devastating. That's why I was asking Chuck during yeah. the training if we could adjust the curve. Yes, right. And it would be yeah. nice to be able to adjust the curve out right. to flatten it when you're in that condition. Uh, when you're in something sloppy, to be able to at least not just explode the power on the back tire. Because, in but in the snow, it was silly fun. It was. And I've kind of gotten to the point with those bikes. I'm not sure if I like the FX, the dirt bike, or the Supermo better. I will tell you that I like the FX because I can wheelie it. 
and I cannot wheelie the SM. I've tried and tried and tried. I cannot produce a reliable wheelie on the SM. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried so hard, and I get these little shitty, fake, you know, bouncing wheelies going. Anyway, no. the FX wheelies. When you have a momentary lapse even of judgment, a, even a fat guy can wheelie that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The FX wheelies when it's just like, oh, you want to go that direction now? Front wheels up. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know how two bikes that are the same in every other regard could be so fucking different when it comes to wheelie the versus, versus no wheelie. The, What's that? The S versus yeah. the X. The SM versus the X. FX. Yeah. Right. I don't. I mm-hmm. can't get mine to wheel. I mean, it's. Almost I think impossible. part of it's With the FX you can easily. The FX wheelies. I, I mean, just the change in wheels changes the chassis correct. attitude, which changes a lot of weight distribution. Same chassis, same everything. Appears to be. Appears to be everything the same, just different wheels. Different well, I know that the. Well, I think the dirt bike wheels versus supermoto wheels. On the original FX, you had had <clears> the uh, exterior magnets. Yep. And that thing had more torque. I mean, mm-hmm. it had more initial torque, yeah. and that was easy to wheelie. Yeah. The FX with the internal magnets, I think there's less the motor initially. I really less the shit out of that one that's over there. Yeah, so then, yeah. So then I don't it has to be something that's hurt the wheel possibilities at all. That thing that thing is still skyward all the time. But you would think with a smaller yeah. rear tire yeah. that you would get it, that would I come would up. I totally easier. agree. There has to be a different map between the FX and the S. But what about SM. the front tire? Does one have a 21 front? Yes. And Yeah, the, so that means yeah. the front's what, already... Oh, the geometry's already doing this. You're what right. What's yours, Steve? Right. 17? 17. 17. Yeah, yeah, makes seven. Like, if you go from a 17 to a 21, now right. you're already... The front 21's... Oh, dead, yeah, your four inches higher in the sky yeah, already, right? So, yeah. Is there an echo in here? Oh. Right, I know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dancing, I say. Two inches higher in the sky. <laughs> But it is funny that that. But that would definitely be my choice for a second bike because every Twice. time I ride it, I have a good time. Every and if I needed to go a longer distance, that's what you got the other bike for. What's so, you have a plug for? What's that? That's, that's what you have a plug, plug for. for. Move that pot machine. Yeah. Take all your electricity. The Harbor Freight two-stroke generator. Yeah, <laughs> just take it with you. Well, put it on a rear rack. Well, so the interesting thing I want to bring up was I was listening to an older podcast and an older podcast. <laughs> We'd kind of sat around and we determined that we couldn't have a three bike garage. Everybody here sat down at this table and, and uh, we all said so a year difficult. ago. Three bikes, that opens up all kinds of horizons. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, about a year ago, we Shit, all had the that's same four podcast. more scooters. Yeah. <laughs> and so here we are sitting and we're all, we've all just came up with two bikes. Every single one of us came up with two bikes. In some cases, it was just one bike and any other bike. I don't know if it's... <laughs> I'm one. getting older. I don't know yeah. if it's actually plausible or just like, okay. That's, if you're going to make me cool that's to walk two. out of the garage, you just have two bikes sitting there at the ready with like walk-around space and just... <laughs> I have a ton of money. Hold on. I'm gonna, pay insurance hold on. I'll leave my bottom. Space <laughs> in the garage? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, that's that... I would honestly love to just come out and see two bikes in my garage. Right. That'd be great. But you're pretty good. You, you whittled your wife would love to come out and see I've, a car I've in I've whittled down. Yep. I, I can actually I fit car one car in my garage now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to see two bikes in my garage. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, would, I like what I have. In the wintertime, our two primary cars are in the garage, the attached garage, and then you're just not allowed to talk about the non-attached garage. I really like your idea. <laughs> One good bike that's your everyday rider, and then have one you swap, a rotator. Yeah, 
I want yeah. to, I want to buy this bike. Well, sell that one and get this one. Yeah. yeah, that is a good idea. Yeah. I like the rotation. Well, like yeah, the, um, I like that idea. That's, that's cool. I mean, you said price is no object, so right. get some sort of super cool vintage bike. Uh, right. uh, I like that color. AJS or you know some sort that's of true. old British bike, whatever. And then get tired of that. You get something else that's just cracking ass fun, you know, right. like like the Zero or yeah. like a... Well, I guess I didn't think about, well, I could have a Vincent sitting in my garage. Or I you know what? I ain't getting nothing over. I gotta work on. Yeah. If there's the remotest chance that I have to work on it, uh-uh. Well, I spend two bikes, you can't afford to do that. Right. That's true. That's right. Yeah, that's what I've learned is like having this uh, having this uh, 6 or 7 or 18 or 26 or 46 bikes, that's for <laughs> suckers. Yeah. yeah. And that's why tomorrow... Is a nice. Oh, thing. tomorrow's yeah, going to be a great the, cleanse. What's the number? Mm-hmm. Huh? Other than what is the number that's not for suckers? I mean, is it I don't 10? know, man. I don't know. Is it twenty? I don't know. I don't know. Is it two? I mean, it's. I not can. Two I for can me. vaguely remember those days. <laughs> you you just mentioned a bunch of numbers, and I was like, I remember it was like when I had ten bikes, and I kind of like, wow, man, I got ten bikes. But that was a long time ago. That was over twenty-five years ago. And last count I heard was 44. No, we're so far above that, it's ridiculous. These are, uh, let's clarify this. Look around Let's clarify this. These are personal bikes, not to mention the business bike. We're we're not going to talk about the business bikes. (laughs) We talked about just the personal bikes. You're out. You have two personal bikes, but then the shop bikes are at your disposal. Well, this is is my wife's argument. My wife's argument is, look, you dipshit. You can ride any goddamn thing that shows up at your shop, so why do you even own a motorcycle? Like, your garage should have zero motorcycles in it, what you own. All the motorcycles uh, in it should be transient. How long did that conversation last? Eight hours. That was eight hours. Crying. Crying. <laughs> That's a silly question, Mr. Smith. <laughs> Shame on you, Smith. Man. And, I mean, it, is a, it makes sense because during the course of the year, of my own personal stock, well, what gets ridden a lot? Well, my PC-800 gets ridden a lot. My Vespa gets ridden a lot. The Deer Slayer. The Deer Slayer. The Deer Slayer. The PC 800 I paid like 1200 bucks for. The Deer Slayer I paid about 800 bucks for. Right? So I got $2,000 deep in motorcycles. You got fucking salvage bikes. I do. Your favorite shit salvage bikes. Exactly. I admit it. I'm a shitbag, man. Yeah, I am attention thrift store shoppers. The, uh... Yeah, I rode okay. that. I rode that Moto Guzzi around the other day. That seventy three. Oh, that's the new paint job for your popping tags paint job. Popping tags. That's right. <laughs> um, well, you've got your racer. Yeah. Well, you know what? But I tried to sell the racer today. No, really. I, I came this close to selling my my V seven racer today. Dude, and I would sell sale. it. But that the 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 seventy three eight fifty. Uh, we have a bit of an ignition issue. We with uh, the 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 pixies weren't shooting the way they're supposed to shoot. The uh, we we have the the switches being rebuilt across the street at yonder locksmith shop. Oh. So the uh, but the 850 Eldorado, being that I did not need to have the headlight for the particular trip I was making, I didn't need the headlight or the turn signals. It was the perfect day to ride the bike around, and that is a very distinguished gentleman's ride type bike. Oh, definitely. God, it's it such a good is. bike. It's a beautiful bike. And after riding it for about, we're talking about a 1973 uh, Moto Eldorado <coughs> Police Civilian. And uh, with the bags and everything, it's just... <laughs> police civilian. It's a police model bike, but it doesn't have the police speedometer or the lights or the siren. Oh, so okay. It's, therefore, it's a police civilian. We like the Harley-Davidson police special. Exactly. Where, you know, if you're a retired policeman, you can buy that. Yeah, and this was a bike that could have been sold to the police department. That one wasn't sold to the police department. 
So it didn't get the fancy speedometer or the siren or whatever. But it's still the police. It's the, the LAPD California before they actually even started exactly. that, that yes. nomenclature. Exactly right. And <clears throat> it was fun to ride it around. And by the end of the day, I, I did as what you do is, you know, the transmission shifter is the wrong shift pattern. That's backwards. So, so. so for, first, is in, first is in the attic. Yeah. Uh, first is in the attic, yeah. And uh, it's a heel toe, which makes it even more confusing. That's as funny as saying that your yeah. garden tractor is GP style. GP style. <laughs> I Because <laughs> that's hill about hill how that thing rides. I always had to write a toe toe. Toe toe, right. Toe toe. Toe toe, right. Well, this is. I never got onto the heel toe. Well, this is exactly that, but backwards. So if you want to put it. Up into neutral, you have to go down with the front one. It'll keep you on your toes, all right. <laughs> and it does. Yeah, just like those CL70s are the same yeah. way. And then you, I'm going to say the same yeah. thing. You get on one of those things, and yeah. you're like, "What?" The yeah. F- well, I ride. I ride. Got no balls. I know you get up. You're like, "Where the fuck is neutral?" I drive that thing, a little Honda around at Mid Ohio for three days, and I'd come home, jump on my BMW, and I'd throw it into first gear and throw myself over the bar. Yeah, that'd get me every time. Oh hell yeah. It was fun riding that bike around because, as you do, when I after an hour or so, I became very com- comfortable with the shifting. I became very comfortable with the clutch. You just get used to a bike after an hour or so, and so I'm just riding around, running errands. You I'm rode going. that thing that long? Oh yeah, I rode it for quite a while. God yeah, damn. Yeah, I had a good time with it, and uh, but then I caught myself on Rocky River Drive. I was going like 65 miles an hour, and I was just like. Yeah, that machine. Get it. <laughs> that machine, much like, much like an old Lincoln or something. Yeah, oh yeah, seventy three. It's really easy to just. You don't realize. No, it. you don't realize it because it, it just kind of floats. It has it has floatomatic suspension and it does have <clears throat> tractor like torque. How's it stop? No, 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 no. It's got no. dual leading shoe. It's got dual leading shoe drums. That's exactly it's right. It's a suggestion. Um, <laughs> no, no. It's uh, I tightened them up. I tightened them up once. It, it, it says to you, I want to stop. Oh, no. The first time I, I went like out and to. rode it, I, like, I recognize your request. Pete, I'm considering it. It's like, <laughs> Pete, it's like disc brakes on a boat. It is. Exactly. <laughs> clang, 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 clang. All astern, all astern. Yeah. And that's what that does. And I, It actually the, has a reverse gear. The first time I did that, the first time I took it out reverse and rode thrusters. it, yeah, and I engaged the front anchor, um, it was like, ah, I don't think we're going to slow down. Fuck you. So I got off the bike, I got my Gerber tool out, and I adjusted the front uh, the adjusters. Because, you know, when you're dealing with the twin, twin leading shoe front brakes, there's adjusters for the cable pull, but there's also adjusters for the orientation or the angle of the pads relative to the drums. And if you don't know what that all means, own an old fucking motorcycle sometime. Because you could be pulling the cable as hard as you want to be pulling it, but you're getting very little contact with the drums. So I was like, okay, well, the cable pull is pretty good. But I got my contacts got to be all wrong. So then I, I backed it off went the entire other direction with it. Then I went out, took it, grabbed a handful of front brake, and nearly went over the handlebars. Nice. So when those, bikes, when those brakes are adjusted correctly, they do give you graphic amounts of stopping power. Do yeah. you know that there is a twin dual leading shoe setup? On, on uh, Suzuki's? No, on those. Oh, for that? There's That's... Double leading shoe yeah, 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 yeah. on one yeah, side of the right, wheel. Right, right. According to what I was reading. And then there's one for the back as um, well? No, no. On the LAPD bikes, yeah. there was a drum in both sides of the front wheel. Giddy up. That's what it says. Wow. So four shoes. In the I front didn't front. know that. Operate off the same 
Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, when, you get those, <laughs> when you get those honeys tuned in, yeah, four, four brake shoes. When you get those things adjusted, just All right. Can you imagine if one two side was too hot? One wheel. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, yeah. I, I didn't know it until right. whenever mm-hmm. I was putting that fucker together. The difference is, and so now I would say that thing is getting close to being what I would call a correctly adjusted brake, right? But it takes so much hand force to, to give you that thing, whereas any, any disc brake... Requires very little, right? And so, on a disc brake, even a a moderate amount of hand force is way too much. And on that thing, well, it's hydraulic versus. Well, on that thing, you could be the world's greatest lemon squeezer, like you could have the Donald Trump handshake and still be teetering on the edge of the lock zone, you know. And it's uh, it's funny that you do you do like, and that's a very dangerous bike to be riding in a spirited pace. Old Yamaha somehow had it right. I had that little uh, yeah, CS5. I had a CS5. Oh, okay. And yeah. that, that thing was like, whoa. whoa. I mean, it was all just cable driven and everything, right. but for whatever reason, well, they it also really, it worked. It also, as, you lost, have, the, yeah. as you lost the front suspension, <laughs> there was over-energizing front brake. Oh, there's that. Too. Yeah. It was, I've had a few bikes that way where you're like, God damn it, okay, the front brakes are like squee, and all of a sudden, Gah! and you realize, oh, it's because the front brake cable's routed slightly incorrectly. Well, yeah. with the Vespas, if it goes underneath the, the oh. front forks, oh. it, it, when Ask the forks Lola. go down, they pull the cable, and you yeah. go, Ba-da-ba-da-ba. yeah, that's Lola, Lola over there. Somebody who's not real familiar with front brakes on Vespas put the front brake cable in that scooter over there named Lola. And so the first, I'd say the first three miles an hour of braking are, well, it's not a big deal. And then once that wheel starts to stuck up into that fender a little bit and stretches that cable, it becomes self-energizing. Mm. And self-energizing in that situation means you are just going to crash now. Yeah. That means your front wheel is not a wheel anymore. It's just a racer. It's a you drag along, drag along the ground. It's, how do you have the flat spots on your front oh. wheel? Brakes or brake cables run wrong. Time. Yep, 136. So, uh, yes, there's that. So keep your eyes posted. Dustin's going to drop this. There's still one lost episode that we need to trim. Uh, I think we have three more to go up. Okay, get the, them up. Is that this yep. episode? Get them up. Yeah, right. No, right, right, uh, right. Uh, the lost episode was John's birthday episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just gotta, we'll figure out the right way to trim it. But Dustin's going to drop a bunch. Because, have yeah, Dustin drop some I'll, trim that. I'll and, drop everything uh, after right. that. Drop a bunch. And then we'll figure out what John would like yeah. to edit out of yeah. that. We'll just... Let's, let's drop a bunch. Let's get this one out because I do yeah. want to get the next one out because we are going to have the next time we talk, the next time we meet is going to be surrounded by vintage Japanese motorcycles. Sweet. And Hopefully that, they're going to my garage. <laughs> priorities. Yeah. Uh, and that is going to be the mini mid Ohio. That's going to be us getting rid of. Ooh, it'll be the mid mid Ohio. The mid mid Ohio. That's right. We don't really have any events coming up. No, and that's what this is because we're midway to mid Ohio. So, what I want to have next podcast, I want our next podcast to be a getting to know the bikes that you can buy for probably less than they're worth from your humble narrator at Cleveland Moto. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a sustainable business model? Hurry up, file your taxes, get that return. Is a sustainable business model holding on to a bunch of motorcycles you can't sell? (laughs) Or the purge? I've gone to to a hell of a lot of scooter swap meets that don't have as many scooters or parts as the one I'm about to throw tomorrow of shit I own. Right? And this is a swap meet in the first person. Oh, man, too bad I can't get this out like right now. 
Well, <laughs> you can get this out tomorrow if you want to, but next week when we meet, the whole idea behind the meeting for next week's podcast is we are going to take a moment and we're going to meet the bikes that will be available in the sale and get that out because we will have a website and we'll have some uh, some Facebook activity that goes along with it. We're going to have a phone bank. We're going to have a phone bank, that's right. <laughs> and, yeah. you call that's right. and a tote and board. Yep. Yeah. That's right. That start Singing up. and dancing? No. <laughs> you started it like a summer or two ago. I did start it a summer or two ago, yeah. Any of these start up? No, I do not want to put two-stroke in this house, man. <laughs> <laughs> did you meet that little girl that just walked out of here? Yeah. She'll know. She'll know, man. She'll know. That's a problem. She'll know. That's a problem. What did she say about that air freshener? I, I ultimately forgot it. And I was hoping that like she didn't have a... a oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hear about it, but it's... it's yeah. Thank goodness. It's so anyway, so next week when we meet, we're going to talk about some old vintage motorcycles that are for sale cheap. And it is some of... Yeah. There are bikes that I'm willing to let go. I've done my best. I, I kind of remember what I paid for. And I'm not planning on losing a nickel. But I don't necessarily necessarily need to make it. I guarantee you, Phil didn't pay what you would pay. That's for right. It. <laughs> if I bought it, I did not pay what you paid for it. Right? Yeah, that's true. So, all right. And on that, remember to please drive fast and take chances. Let's go out doo wop style. Ba 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 ba